Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Hey, what's up, Blazer fans? Welcome to the Blazer's Edge podcast, part of the Almighty Baller Radio Network. I am Tara Bowen Biggs, back home in Portland. Joining me, as always, is Blazer's outsider, Danny Meringue. And also on the line, it is my pleasure to welcome to the show, still in Las Vegas, NBC Sports Northwest's very own Jamie Hudson. Jamie, welcome to the show. Oh, thanks, Tara. Um, I feel like we switched spots. You had like the first part of the tournament and now I'm down here for the second part. Yeah. How is it? How's it going down there? Is it still like walking into a hairdryer? <laughs> it is still very much like that. But you know what? It's funny. It's been raining the last couple of days. Like there's been some flash floods. Was that uh, happening when you were here? Yeah. My hu- yeah. my uh, hotel actually lost electricity. It was very exciting. Oh, I know. It's been an adventure, that's for sure. I I hope things are going a little smoother for you, that's for sure. (laughs) But we're happy to have you on so you can uh, tell us your impressions of how Summer League has been going so far. Um, Do you want to just start off by talking about some of the the high points so far while you've been down there? Yeah, well, first off, thanks for having me on, guys. I appreciate it. Uh, Let's see, I'd say as far as... Some of the big storylines is obviously this is a team that's undefeated and they kind of have that swagger about them. Like I know it's summer league, but so you can't take too much from summer league. Yes, but it's yes, we can. We can take everything from it and we can live off of it for the whole rest of the year. I'm sure of this. (laughs) Right. Let's do that, Tara. Um, But I think it's really cool to see the young players playing uh, with this confidence and the fact that now they've made it to the semifinals. Obviously, you get more reps, which is what you need for your young guys, especially with the rookies, Anthony Simons and Gary Trent Jr. Um, And it's cool to see Zach Collins have this um, mature... I don't know what I want to say. Um, he's matured into this player that you could tell kind of wants to lead on the floor. Um, and so it's not just about the fact that he's put on some weight, which is what everyone's talking about, right? Um, but the fact that he's got this confidence, and I think he's he's kind of enjoying being that second-year player here at Summer League and kind of showing the young guys the ropes. Those are some things that, that stood out to me so far. We had a great question last week from someone who wanted to know what are some things that uh, people might not notice from TV that you would notice about the games while you're there at them. Do you have any thoughts on on that question? Yeah, of course. Well, with the fact that the media seats are right on the uh, baseline, you get to hear a lot of the the trash talking or um, you get to hear how players are interacting with each other on this Blazers team. And I noticed uh, Caleb Swanigan is probably the most vocal guy right now. He is always trying to help out his teammates and making sure they know where they need to be. Or he's one of those guys that's like, hey, if I mess this up, like I'm, I want you to talk to me. Like, he's been a big communicator. Uh, so that's been nice to see out of Caleb Swanigan because I know this summer league has kind of been a struggle for him. He's 
He's been really turnover prone. I think he's averaging a little over four turnovers per game. And that's not what you want to see out of your big guy in, in summer league, especially a guy that's coming, that's returning to summer league. Um, but the fact that he is so vocal, I think that's been nice to see. That's, he's like kind of like the, the coach on the floor. Jamie, how I, have I, we gotten like this far? Hold, hold on, hold on. How have we gotten this far? Four minutes into this podcast, and we have not uh-huh. mentioned Wade Baldwin one time. How? How? What? Have how? We failed then? How? <laughs> because we're waiting to. He's like we're building up. To no, it. give me more Wade right now. I want it now. <laughs> I know. Doesn't everyone do? Anything? No, that's so true. Because Wade Baldwin has been so impressive. This is a guy who he has these crazy moves. Like in the stands, fans from all over, not just Blazer fans, they are all doing the ooh and ah over uh, some of his finishes. I mean, he can drive to the hoop and finish like the best of them. Uh, so yeah, Wade Baldwin has been probably the biggest storyline, right? Um, he's a guy that can defend. And then there's all the whole thing of, Will he or won't he be a blazer with mm-hmm. that July 18th deadline? Pretty close. It's coming up here uh, if he's going to get a guaranteed contract. How do you guys feel about that? Because I'm, I'm feeling after this summer league, he, he's going to stick around in Portland. You can throw, in my opinion, everything out the window as far as financial ramifications and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff as far as Wade Baldwin is concerned going forward. If it's going to cost them – Let's say, for instance, they, they go through the entire season without dumping any salary, and they they end up paying in the luxury tax and end up costing, mm-hmm. what is it, $3.5 million or $4 million overall for Wade Baldwin. I don't think the Blazers can get away with not picking him up and playing him from a optics perspective. Like a guy this good, the Blazers are just going to let go because of a few million dollars. Or mm-hmm. And on top of that, the fact that they want to have control on this guy. Like you want to be able to to maintain to, to maintain control over over his career if he is going to be a valuable guy going forward, and I think the Blazers will find a way to make it work. And he's production wise has been, if not the best player in the entire summer league, the a top three player in the entirety of the summer league this year. And I, I think that's something. While again, the, the mantra of summer league doesn't matter when you show mm-hmm. out like this in the sense that he's doing it by doing the things that. Everybody questioned his ability to shoot, his ability to playmake, his ability to run the offense. Well, he's shooting, right. he's playmaking, and he's running the offense. So <laughs> by that virtue alone, I think he's he's guaranteed the guarantee, in my opinion. Where, where are you sitting now, Tara? Danny, I love your optimism on this one. I want it to be – I want you to be right so bad, but I just have this feeling in my gut that – whatever we expect is like we think is so obvious is going to happen. I'm so worried that that's not what's going to happen to me. He looks like a wonderful fit. He looks mature. He looks fully capable of taking on anything that Portland might need to be done, but there's so many guards right now that are on the roster. And there were just some things like the, there was an interview with Olshay during the, game tonight i'm not sure if you saw it jamie because it was running simultaneously with the game but he one of the things he said is it's important for our young guys to see just how fragile your place in this league is or you'll end up back here looking for a job and i was just Mm -hmm. like and that was right after talking about you know guaranteeing contracts but he never came out and said 
it was like he brought up Baldwin, but then he backed away from it. And I'm just being super pessimistic about this because I don't want to get my yes, hopes crushed because yes. I love, love him. And his giant long arms are just like a thing of beauty, the way he can just like reach around somebody and poke that ball away. And his hands are really big. And I was just, I don't know, I'm just, I, I embrace the pessimism, Tara. Right. Come, come to the dark side. <laughs> come to the dark side. Well, embrace We've been the waiting. optimism, Dan. I'm glad that that you could that you could enjoy a little bit of that too. Hey, like like I said on Twitter earlier, any anybody who can like make James Harden wilt and completely disappear from a from a game is going to be somebody that I love. And, and, right. And Wade Ball has, has done that, so he 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 has earned earned my love in my book. Yes. I, I love him very much, too, and I, I hope it all works out for him. And I hope we can find out sooner rather than later. <laughs> I don't want to wait on this. Well, we won't have Jamie, to wait. It's the 19th, so oh, I mean, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be there quick. Yeah. Well, another player that when I was in the stands, a lot of people were talking about was Gary Trent. You mentioned him br- briefly before. Um, and one of the things that I've talked to, I've heard about Gary Trent is, you know, he's like really super personable and easy to talk to. I'm wondering, have you had a chance to uh, talk to Baldwin at any point and given him any uh, interviews and found out what he's a little bit what he's like? Uh, Baldwin or Gary Trent? Gary Trent? Uh, Baldwin, because I we've I've, oh, I've okay, a lot of really okay. good things about Baldwin. Trent. I was just wondering if um, how it, things are with Baldwin. Oh yeah, well it's funny because uh, we talked to him after the win against the Spurs, so that was right at the end of pool play, and Wade said he remembers how I think it was the quarterfinals last year, maybe it was the semifinals, but he was playing for Memphis summer league last mm-hmm. season, and he remembers running into this Blazers team. And he thought, oh, man, this is a good team. So now he kind of joked, hey, I'm glad I'm on this Portland team this year and we want to get this team back to the championship. And his goal, he said, was to win MVP of this tournament, which, I mean, with his play right now, you guys, that's a possibility if the Blazers do, in fact, win this whole thing. Um, But I like that Wade's, you know, I mean, he's taking this seriously instead of being like, oh, it's just summer league. Uh, so that's nice to see. And, I mean, he always uses the quote these days, full throttle. That is how he wants to play. Um, and I think Blazer fans are loving this full throttle play from him. He, he's, you know, talking the big game, but he's backing it up too. That's awesome. I, don't the Blazers play Memphis next? Are they the are they yeah. next up? Mm-hmm. They do. Oh, well, there we go. It's going to be the Wade Baldwin revenge game. <laughs> there you go. I like it. Oh, that'll be exciting. And are you going to be there through as long as the Blazers are playing? Yes, I am. Okay, so cool. they keep winning. I'll stick around. Hopefully you'll get you'll get MV Media, most valuable media <laughs> member for the championship game. That would be awesome. What are some other stuff, uh, any other things that are kind of tangentially related to the team that you've been up to while you are in Vegas well, it's that cool. you can uh, talk about? <laughs> right. Well, don't worry. I, I have gambled a little, but I'm up um, and my, I'm I'm up on my wounds. Like this is so. This is exciting because I've been in Vegas for a week now, you guys. So you heard it here, folks. She she Um, was up when she talked to us. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I guess we still have a few days, so we'll see how it goes. Right. (laughs) Nice. Um, 
Uh, but no, I, it's been fun because obviously there's been players uh, in and out watching this team. Uh, I know Damian Lillard was here earlier and Myers Leonard when uh, it was pool play. But then CJ McCollum was just here, uh, not tonight, but the game before. And I got a chance to talk to CJ after the game. And you could tell he's really high on Anthony Simons. Uh, he talked about how Simons is a patient player, which is something you you need to think about when you're a young kid. I mean, you think a lot of young players, especially a guy like Simons, who's coming from IMG Academy versus, you know, uh, Louisville or whatever, uh, you could get into this summer league situation and think, oh, crap, and get real frantic and um, freak out a little. But CJ McCollum made a good point. Simons has been really patient um, and letting the game come to him. Uh, which is nice. And it's cool when other players like CJ and Dame are here. So I know they, they go up and talk to the rookies after the game and, and kind of give them some advice. So I think that's been fun to see aside from just covering the summer league team. It's cool to see that other players are here as well. Did you see that uh, CJ had a shoe come out? Yes, uh, I was actually there at the Shoe Palace in oh, cool. Hollywood. It was super cool. Did you get um, a pair? You know, they my feet are. I only I wear a size six, and they were <laughs> not. That, I need like a kid size. So no, unfortunately, I didn't get a pair. But we're gonna work on that. But what I really like. So these are Vegas edition shoes of CJ's um, shoe line right now. But I asked him like, what's you know, what's uh, in store for your shoe line? And he said that they were gonna work on like a rose city theme for Portland. Ooh, so I think Blazer cool. fans will be really excited. See, see now he needs to be ones. careful with that because Damian Lillard did the same thing with his Dame twos and Dane Carpaw right. and I are still out here wondering where our Rose city edition Dame twos are because we, we never oh, got a pair. Did, yeah. There, there was okay. a limited release and then they were going to bring more right. out and then they never came back out. And I'm still, yes, yeah. yes, I'm petty. And yes, I hold that against Dame in his shoes. <laughs> That's right. Okay, well, we'll have to keep on CJ about these Rose City themed shoes. <laughs> Dan, what else do you have to ask Jamie about? Well, um, being that you're a Gonzaga alum, uh, I think you think you're, you're you're probably the the person to go to here. And since you did profile Zach Collins last year, what do you mm-hmm. think are the biggest changes from your perspective for Zach? on the floor, uh, the basketball-wise stuff. Like, you've already touched on, like, mm-hmm. the intangibles, like the leadership, the desire to be out there, and then c- kind of trying to put the, the, you know, the best foot forward and lead by example. But basketball-wise, mm-hmm. when you're watching him, how how does – what specifically looks different for him? He's not backing down anymore. Um, you can tell from the standpoint of his size that he's so much stronger. I mean, there was a jump ball – uh, tonight against the Celtics and you knew there was no way he was letting go of that uh, after he he grabbed the rebound um, it's interesting to see because in the summer league so far there ha- Zach hasn't really faced anybody much bigger uh, than him I know Memphis though has a big kid so tomorrow's matchup against Memphis is going to be interesting with uh, Zach going up against a bigger guy but his ability to um, defend now I mean at Gonzaga he he you know would block shots but it's in the West Coast Conference so that was a little easier for him now <laughs> but now you can tell 
that that's kind of more of his focus, especially when his offense isn't clicking, which it hasn't been. And he even talked about that after tonight's game that he's kind of been frustrated with his offense. So he's been focusing on his defense because that's what he control can control mm-hmm. uh, when you work. You, you just you got to bust your ass and then you can play uh, defense pretty well. But he's he's able to um, not get back down uh, when he's down low and he's blocking shots. And I mean, he's been fun to watch on the defensive end uh, this summer league. That's for sure. Um, personality wise, have you, have you seen <laughs> the, the match, the maturation and the growth kind of for him between last year and this year? Oh, definitely. Um, it's funny. He was, he's kind of more of this quiet guy, um, you know, and now he, he's taking on that role of, second-year player in summer league, and, you know, he's almost, like, has that, hey, I got NBA minutes as a rookie, so I'm here now, like, to show you just why I did get those minutes on a playoff team last year, you know. He's got that confidence, and I think his mentality is use this summer league to kind of show people, but also to show him his himself that he's got this, you know, and that he should have a bigger role. Uh, next season with the Blazers. And uh, I think that uh, getting all these reps is, is really helping him not only on the court, but just his, his mentality going into next season. That's awesome to hear that, you know, I mean, we, ex- we expect these guys are going to make progress and it's awesome to see it. And that mask is really, it's amazing <laughs> how much it like hides really what his reactions and stuff. I mean, you really can't see how he looks and unless you're up closer, unless he takes it off to see like the intensity of his eyes. I just, we're running out of time with you, but I wanted to ask about one more player. We don't know a lot about Anthony Simons because, Mm -hmm. you know, we didn't get to watch him play in college. Have you had much of a chance to talk with him and what can you tell us about what you've learned about him? Yeah. uh, I talked to him after last game when he had 20 points, uh, which was nice to see because I know fans were thinking, oh, you know, why is Simon's uh, not scoring as much? Because that's what a lot of fans know about him is that he can score the ball. Um, but talking to him after the game last time, he, he was talking about how his focus is making sure he knows where he should be on the defensive end. And in fact, Summer League head coach Jim Moran was discussing that focusing on defense right now for Simon's it's a defensive scheme or whatever is the big um, focus right now because they already know that he's got the offense mm-hmm. down. Like he can um, come off screens, Moran was saying, and he'll he'll be open to knock it down in the corner for three. Um, so the defense is what they're really trying to hammer in right now in summer league. Um, but even talking with Simon's from day one when he had the the press conference like okay introducing Anthony Simons to just a couple days ago talking to him he is now giving you longer um answers so he's kind of becoming more familiar with the media and and realizing okay like it's cool I can chat with them um because I know he's he's pretty quiet and kind of a shy um guy so the fact that he's kind of opening up a little bit has been a, a difference as far as just 
from a media standpoint. So that's nice. We get to talk to him a little bit more. We get more info out of him, longer answers, which is always good for when, when you're like on this side, you know, when I'm trying to get, uh, get questions answered. So that's been I, nice. <laughs> I bet you're trying to not answer, not ask the yes or no questions, but then you still get really short answers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But he's he's come around real quickly, which is nice. That's great. He's a quick study. That's 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 great to that's great to hear. And I think one of the things about him is you look at him and he looks so much younger than he actually is that it you mm -hmm. sort of get in my in my experience like you know he looks like he's you know 15 or something like that. But when you realize that he's you know he's 19 years old, he's the same age as a lot of the other guys down there. It's you just have to kind of get past. <laughs> his baby face <laughs> right yeah <laughs> well jamie thank you so much for joining us today i know that you're really busy you are uh, putting out lots of really great stuff from vegas so we will let you go but before we do do you want to tell people what you've been working on or what they can watch for oh yeah well thanks for having me on guys i'm really excited to, that i'm on this podcast um but lately let's see i've been uh writing various stories from down here in Vegas. Uh, my latest story is up on the website, NBCSportsNorthwest.com, and it's all about Zach Collins and how Summer League head coach Jim Moran has said it's pretty much the gun show right now <laughs> with Collins, and uh, it's pretty funny, Moran <laughs> joking, but it's also talking about how hard Zach has been working this offseason. Uh, so that story is up on our website, and uh, I'll be covering this Blazers team and until the very end down here in Vegas. So check out the website, check out our Twitter, and uh, that's that's all from me, I think. That, that, that's all you've got to plug? Yeah. Oh, and also, okay. I'm I sitting have here. My abs are <laughs> killing me. <laughs> <laughs> so that's awesome. Tara, thank you for um, doing my abs workout video that I've been working on with my sister. So I'm doing this little side project. It's like a fitness workout video slash fitness advice and everything. It's called Fit Looks Different. You guys can check it out on YouTube. And we have all the social media media handles as well. So Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And my sister is such an inspiration. And so she's really the one that is like doing so well. She's crushing it. She's been a rock star. And so, yeah, we're just doing these workout videos. And I love that you did the abs workout, Tara. Thank well, you. I had to, knowing that you were coming on. I was like, okay, I got to do this for Jamie. And it's very hard, but you and your sister are so charming. And you talk all the way through it. So it doesn't, you know, I'm not going to say I did the whole 60 seconds every time because those were hellacious. But <laughs> I will I will work up to them. And uh, having you and your sister there, you know, it's fun. It makes it... Okay, that was awesome talking to Jamie. She has some great insights about some of the things that she's been doing and how the guys are responding to interacting with the media. It's really encouraging to, you know, hear that like guys like Simons are getting more comfortable. My biggest question after the summer league so far is trying to figure out who's going to get minutes and how are they going to get minutes? Like how will they work in to the team. So I guess we ended up, we were talking about Simons last. And so I guess for you, do you think that Simons is going to play much this year? You know, coming into this summer league, I thought I would have put that at like a near 0% chance, but, um, and watching him and talking to guys who are in the league, um, kind of confirming my own thoughts, beliefs, suspicions, <laughs> analysis on Simons. Um, 
he has one NBA-ready, no-doubt skill, and that's the ability to shoot and get his shot off. Um, lightning quick release. He's got the ability to create the space necessary to get that shot off, and he doesn't lack the confidence necessary to, to be a scorer. Um, I mean, it seems like every time you look up at the end of the game, you're like, how the hell did he get 15? How did he get 20? Like, you, you just look up, and all of a sudden, he's got that. Like, he makes mm-hmm. it look very, very effortless, and they're not really running a ton of action for him where he's the primary guy. And I think that goes to show that he's got some serious scoring chops. Guys who can really score the ball, that's how they make it look. Um, there's a difference between that and like a summer league MVP, like a Josh Selby, who's just jacking up shot after shot after shot. The mm-hmm. entire offense is going through him all night long. Like he's just doing it in the flow of the offense. And I, I'm not saying that he's going to be the end all be all, but I, I really think that there will be times throughout the season where he could get on the floor, whether it's garbage time or whether there's foul trouble or um, there's injury. Like I, I think the Blazers come a couple months into the season, we'll feel comfortable turning the reins over to him and, and letting him kind of do some things out there. Um, well, Terry Stotts' history with rookies has not been one that's been like great in the sense of guys getting on the floor. Collins showed that, you know, last year, if, if you do what they want you to do and deliver in the respective areas they want you to deliver, um, then there's a, a chance for you to be out there. I mean, when we look at this roster right now, Tara, the, the only guys who are really set as far as guys who will no doubt get minutes, Dame, CJ, uh, Aminu, Nurkic. And I think you mm-hmm. could probably slide Collins in there for then, 18 to 20 as, as yeah, things sit right minutes. now. Yeah, but I mean, beyond that, the small forward position is wide open, I, I, I still believe. I, I, as great as Harkless played you in that stretch. Has a, I don't think he's got a lock on that until he locks it down for an entire season. I, I think that... that he played great down the stretch of the last 20 games of the season. There were still another 62 where, you know, he wasn't. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. and that's the same thing that we saw last year coming into the season. You know, he played well in the stretch before the season ended last year, came in and then disappeared. Again. So it, it, that, that roller coaster is there. Um, so, but well, it, the guard position is a little bit different between Damon and CJ, but I think there are some minutes to be had there, especially when you've got the guys that are backing up right now, are Seth Curry and probably Wade Baldwin. Um, Seth's coming off injury and Wade, like as as high as I am on him right now, is the shooting for real. Like if, if it's if it's not for real, then you're gonna see Simons, I think, at, at some point in time, sooner rather than later. Well, I mean, one of the things that they clearly went out and did during the off season was go out and get guys who are known for being able to shoot three pointers. So they're trying to get people out there who can spread the floor. Right. So, I mean, that's yep. what Seth Curry is going to be. And that's what Stauskas I think is supposed to be it's supposed and, to be. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, well it's, it's that, going to be, that's the right. Sorry. No, supposed to be, to be? Is, is the right thought there because it, it well, needs so, to be able to translate. Yeah, well, so I, I've been spent the lot since I've been back from Vegas. I've been trying to figure out like what my feel for this upcoming season is going to be. Which doing it right after a summer league is not always the greatest idea. But I've come up with my mantra for the next season anyway, and I think you're going to find that is you can relate to it. My mantra for the year is going to be high hopes, reasonable expectations. Like, I think it's totally fine to have high hopes for these guys. And I think it's also something that we need to keep in mind is to have reasonable expectations. I believe that's something that you've been preaching all along. I would just like to add my high hopes to it because I think it's also okay to 
think that, you know, wow, the best thing appears to be happening. Let's write it out as long as we can. <laughs> so with Anthony, it sounds like you might see that he seems more ready than you were expecting. Is that in the statement? sense, in the sense of how he operates on the court? Like I, I'd, I'd watched plenty of tape on him and, and seen his, his jump shot and seen his release, but it's hard to compare. Do it in the exactly against high schoolers. Action. Yeah. I mean, I, I, it's, it's hard to compare like, how effective and efficient that stuff really is against guys that aren't six, eight or six, seven or Supreme athletes or understand defensive schemes or how to take things away. Um, closeouts, things of that nature, or guys that are just more physically enhanced, you know, physically built. Um, yeah. so for, for him, like the, the more I've watched and it's, it's not about, Oh, this guy's going to be the best shooter ever. I can just see that he's not going to have trouble getting his shot off. And he has the ability to create the space necessary to get that shot off, which to me is impressive for a guy that young. So high hopes for him would be, would be that he comes in and is productive in the in limited minutes. Yes, productive enough that the other team goes, "Oh, hey, there's a guy we got to guard." That would be like the best. That would be a really good case scenario. Yeah, hey, like there's a fifth guy enough. out here. What? Like, like when he's out on the floor, they have to go, oh, hey, look, there's a fifth right. guy out here. Like, they can't play four exactly. and five. Yeah. I, I, I would call yeah. that successful for a 19-year-old kid who didn't play college ball. Like, it, it, anything beyond that, I'm going, okay, great, awesome, grand. And I think the next level up is, is the, your, your Gary Trent Jr. types, um, where you know Gary Trent Jr. can shoot. He demonstrated it in college. Mm-hmm. He, I think he's, it, while he's dropped down a little bit here in the tournament or in, the, in summer league, like, the dude can get his shot. That he can get buckets. My question for him is, is, can he, will his defense be there to justify his time on the floor? Like with Simons, you're just trying to see what that rough palette kind of looks like. And you're, you're trying to get an, getting an idea of what that shot could be, how effective, how efficient. Gary Trent Jr. can't shoot. You know he can't shoot. And it should be able to translate on NBA level. Now, what's the next step beyond that? Like, is he just a shooter? Or is he a shooter who can create for himself a little bit and justify, you know, his time on the floor by not being a net negative defensively. So what are your high hopes, reasonable expectations for Gary Trent Jr.? So he continues to be a shooter, but also is able to create, shows shows the ability to create his own shot at the same time? Uh, for, for me, I think it's more about, like, the the, the high hopes. Or the defense. Would, no, it's defense. And it, 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 this is going to sound like a shot because it is it's it's what everybody expected Alan Crabb was going to be okay and, and by that I mean actually playing defense like Crabb can knock mm-hmm. down shots I don't think yeah. anybody ever questioned that Alan Crabb could, could shoot the ball he was phenomenal from that mid-range pull-up and I really I see some Alan Crabb's uh, uh, his offensive game in Gary Trent that that pull-up mid-range game struggles a little bit to get to the rim but can get his shot off pretty much whenever he wants to it, whether it's in traffic or coming off a curl or off the down pick or anything along those lines um but defensively like hope that he can be on the floor and be a plus defensively not even just a wash like hope that he figures that out because physically this is Gary Trent Sr.'s kid. Like, he's going to put some LBs on. Like, he's, he, there's, yeah. there's no way he stays um, like a 19-year-old teenager. Like, he's going to fill out and get, get some, th- some thick with two Qs onto him. Like, that's going yeah, to happen. The genes he's are there. not very big, and Gary Trent Sr. is big. I, I talked to him while I was in Summer League, and he's that a dude, truck. you're right, is, is 
quite built. I mean, he looks like he's 30 years old. Yeah. He looks like he'd like he could go out there and still play. It's he looks like he came really off the amazing. field for NFL minicamp. Like he's in that yeah. good of shape. He is a monster. Did I tell you about talking to him? No, no, the, we didn't hear that one. So so I was sitting at the game against San Antonio and I was talking to somebody next to me. I was going on and on about how much I loved Gary Trent Jr. shot. I was like, oh my God, I love the way he shoots the ball. It's so beautiful. I just want to like, I, you know, I hope he gets minutes so that we can see it. Cause it's just great. It's so smooth. And I was just going on and on and on gushing all about him. And my friend who's sitting a section over texts me and says, Hey, did you know you're sitting right in front of Gary Trent senior? And I was like, Oh my God. I was so relieved that I like hadn't been like trash talking about him or something. I was so glad that I had been like praising him up and down because I had no idea that that was him behind me. The positivity so paying off, turn- huh? Well, you know, I could, I could have been occasionally, I have, you know, catty things to say and I could have been on a roll and although I didn't see anything to complain about with Gary Trent Jr. I guess I could have talked about not seeing much defense, but you know, whatever. But no, I I was saying nice things and I was super glad because when I turned around and saw him, yeah, he's like, I don't know, 40 inches across and his arms are like, you know, I don't know how big a forearm is, but he basically looks like the rock. And so <laughs> yeah, no, he's, he's so a glad big that I was saying dude. nice things. He would have just like he could have just looked at me and glared at me and thrown me down the stairs that way. I was just like, oh. <laughs> anyway. No, but I mean, um, as far as Trent's concerned, I, I, I don't expect him to be his dad physically, but I do expect that he will um, grow into his 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 grown man bones. And well, what kind of defense would you like? Do, would you expect someone in his position to be playing? To I, I, honestly, I, I want to see some physical defense out of him because he's not small to begin with. Like he's he's already a pretty solid kid. Mm-hmm. And once he does grow into that kind of that grown man body, um, I think he'll be a physical uh, the the ability to be a physical presence. I think he'll be not quite to the, to the extent that like a Wes Matthews is, but um, along those lines, like the ability to push a guy around. And Portland hasn't had that really on the perimeter since Wes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would hope that. Do you he, see him playing a lot of one-on-one? Um, I don't think he'll be an he, island defender. I think he'll be a scheme and team defender. Like his his lateral movement still, I haven't seen anything that blows me out of the water, but I haven't seen anything that like, when I watched him at Duke, um, I, I probably watched about 20 games of, of Duke tape on the various guys, and one of the ones that kept standing out to me was how bad he was laterally. And it seems like he has worked on that and changed that, whether it's cha- whether it's changing angles or flipping his hips or just reading the, the offensive player better. Um, and those are, those are things that could all certainly help. Um, but I want to see him be a physical defender. Not racking up fouls, but be physical. Get into a guy when you can. Uh, bump cutters, uh, make a guy work extra hard for um, post position if you get caught in the switch. Just the little things. Um, because if he shows that willingness to work, he's got such a level of like a basketball acumen and basketball IQ that I think he'll figure out um, how to be a better defender in the long run. But he has to be willing to put mm-hmm. in the work on that end. Yeah. And and he is guaranteed. His, his contract is Guaranteed, signed. guaranteed for three years. Yeah, he he did pretty well for a uh, second, second round, round pick, pick yep. I, as as I recall. So, but we uh, to move on to Wade Baldwin. We've talked about him a bunch um, and about how his contract situation is to at this point 
unresolved. Do you want to add anything about what you've seen out of him or what your uh, high hopes, reasonable expectations for him would be? One, I want him to make the team. That, that goes without saying. Um, I, yeah. I really liked him the way they closed out the season with him in the regular season last year, and then he got a few playoff minutes. But what I liked about him coming into this was his willingness and desire to work and want to be a defender. Um, I think it's something that, that Portland has lacked, you know, for the last yeah, couple of years. Yeah, fun to watch. It, it is, and it's contagious. That kind of thing rubs off on people. I mean, the Memphis Grizzlies built a foundation off of Tony Allen's desire to want to just put the clamps on you. Like, that is their franchise. Grit and grind is, when you think of Memphis Grizzlies, mm-hmm. you don't think of Chandler Parsons or <laughs> any of those guys. You you think of Tony Allen. You think of Marc Gasol, and you think of Mike Conley. That's what you think of. And that's all based on his desire. A, a, a dude who just plays defense. Mm-hmm. His desire alone shaped the image of a franchise. Like, that's that's the kind of thing, like, and I'm not saying I expect that or want that from, from Wade. I'm just saying that's how contagious that whole idea can be. So my biggest question, though, with him is how would he be utilized, you know, as that defender? I mean, would he be, would he... You know, would he be in the second? I mean, where is he going to get these minutes? Because if he's not a shooter, he can't play with other guys who aren't shooters. You know, does he does he slide in just for you know behind CJ? And I don't know what. How do you see him? Who do you see him being paired up with? They could go small. Um, they could go really small um, with him at the three um, for short stretches of time. I I think he's shown enough that he has to be out there. Um, you think he could start as a three? No, not not definitely not. Uh, he's, okay. he's just just not big enough. Now, uh, right? You probably said to his face. So it would take be kind of a, a three guard lineup situation. Yeah, um, I okay. could see him with the second unit um, being out there. If and, you know, Seth is hurt. Yeah, even if Seth's not not hurt, um, like no, I mean, if, if Seth is hitting his threes, because otherwise yeah. you're it's Evan Turner and Wade Baldwin in there together, and that's not that's. Not a lot of shooting. Well, the, here's the thing: is, is is Wade shooting for real? I mean, if he if he goes into this camp and shows that um, by camp, I mean outside of summer league in a training camp, like if they pick him up and he mm-hmm. goes into camp and and really shows out and shows that his shooting is legit, now he has the other skill sets. Mm-hmm. Like he has the ability to to play defense on one through two and up to some threes. Like there's no doubt in my mind there. Um, the the length and the versatility, the ability to get out in passing lanes, we've seen that. Um, and I don't even think he has to show the the offensive ability to run the offense as as much as be a guy who just gets downhill offensively and then at the same time can also slide off ball and knock down a perimeter shot. Like I think most of what allows him to make it and be on the floor because you know the other things are there is his mm-hmm. jump shot. He has to be able to keep defenses honest. Otherwise, Portland just has another guy who is an inconsistent shooter. And I know mm-hmm. that's, that, 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 that's a heck of a stretch for a guy who hasn't shown the ability to do it in the regular season at all yet. But I'm pretty confident in the kid because the level he's playing at right now, and I, I get that it's different from summer league to regular season, but I like his nastiness. I like his competitive spirit. And I, I like the fact that he's kind of playing for his, for his career because mm-hmm. he seems to just kind of look at everybody like they're taking money from him. Like every mm-hmm. slight, every little thing, like he wants to punch somebody in the face. And I love that. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, he, they need that, that nasty. He wasn't afraid of Grayson Allen. Yeah, and he did it again tonight. Like he got he got mm-hmm. teed up again tonight. I mean, I, I like that about him. Like get yeah. get after somebody, man. I, I just get, something we've talked about on this podcast for a couple of years now, Tara. Give me some nasty. Yeah. Right. No, I can see that, and so it sounds like for me, or it sounds like what you're saying is, as long as he can prove that he's got some kind of a shot that is somewhat reliable, his defense really is going to get him a long way towards getting time on this team, whether we're not quite sure where, but if he has enough of a uh, shot, he'll get, he'll, he'll be, he'll be playing. But yeah. developing that shot is the key. Yeah, and that's the thing. I think they'll just kind of roll him out there in, in instances where um, it makes sense. But I think in his case, his his shot is just kind of, you know, it is, it is what it is at this point. It needs to, to show that it's NBA level or, and workable. Or maybe he's already always had it and he hasn't been in a scheme where he had a chance to roll it out. That's another thing, it's I a guess, po- it's, it's, look at. it's a possibility. Um, yeah. But I, I think that the Blazers guards – um, particularly, and the summer league does highlights guards, but particularly the guards offensively, they've all shown things that I, I really like, and I'm looking forward to like something, something to look forward to as far as growth wise <laughs> next season. Yeah, no, I'm, I, I, I'm excited to, to see some of these guys develop. Plus I loved his, he had a nice little dunk tonight. Just he said a couple right of them. The yeah. He, I mean, and, and it's not a stretch of the imagination to say at the bucket. Yeah. Wade is the most athletic dude on this roster right now, as far as explosion. Like he, mm-hmm. he, when he decides to hit that little hesitation or in and out dribble and then get down the, the middle, of the middle of the paint and to the rim, he is shot out of a cannon. And I mean, he mm-hmm. just, I mean, his first step is just lightning fast. Nobody was ever questioning Wade's athleticism. That is, that is for certain. Um, I I do want to touch on one thing though, before we, before we move on, as far as like what to expect from next season. And that's Collins because Jamie kind of hinted at it and and Zach has alluded to it in some of his interviews. Then tonight he did as well. Um, Collins's defense has looked good. His ability to read the floor and anticipate and be there to alter or block shots. It's something we talked about last week. All have looked very solid, very good. Um, Offensively though, yeah, the, the struggles Both our kind of big guys have really been struggling. Yeah. And that's what I, well, that's, that's what I was going to get to is Swanigan as well. Um, Swanigan is my guy. I like him. I love his story. Um, he just hasn't shown the propensity or ability to finish over guys that are bigger than him. Um, he has been turned over. Did you love prone. tonight's matchup with Yavaseli? Oh God. Yes. I mean, I bet you were, lo- I was like, Dan <sighs> loves this. I, I, I love Yabu. I like legitimately two years ago when he first showed up at summer league. Um, I, I just stood next to him in Marvel at, at just the pure size of this kid. Like, I think he was yeah, 18 or 19. There's a lot of then. muscle between the two of those guys. <laughs> but like, they're just, it, it's just, it was, it was like a Godzilla you know, versus Godzilla yes. matchup, just belly to belly, just banging yeah. each other. And I, I was kind of hoping to see Yabu and Collins get matched up just to see how Collins held up against Yabu's strength. And while some people are going to talk about, well, he went up for that jump ball. I'm like, well, yeah, I'm not talking about Collins going over Yabu lengthwise. Yabu's six, seven. It, he, he's, yeah. he's built like a ref- actually move. Yabu yeah. <laughs> that, that's what I was more interested to see. to see. Not, not how well he was with him vertically, like Zach's going to win that 
pretty regularly, mm-hmm. folks. He's got like six inches on him. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but offensively, Zach has struggled with his shot uh, from the perimeter. Uh, interior. He opened up the game today with a fantastic flash cut to the rim and the slightest little touch forced him to miss it. Now he got the offensive rebound and the putback, but yeah, he got several second chance points tonight. He wasn't getting his first ones, but he was getting his second chance. But I think that's part of the problem right there is that as big as he is athletic, as athletic as as he is. And as much as people have talked about his soft touch and his ability to finish at the rim, um, those are those are first chance opportunities that he needs to be finishing if he's going to be this quote unquote back to the rim player or you know Rashid Wallace. <laughs> so yeah, oh um, my gosh, yeah, we'll go ahead and leave that one alone for now. But defensively, yeah. I, I think Zach has that's been, your high hopes is that he's Rashid Wallace. Yeah, l- l- now l- let's l- talk about reasonable expectations. Yeah, exactly. So let's 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 get Zach to where he's comfortable with a post move, like when he's got a matchup that makes sense. Like whether it's a drop step, whether it's a spin move, whether it's a face up, you know, drag and drive, um, an over the left shoulder, over the right shoulder. I, I don't care. Whatever his his preference is, Let, let's just get him one move on the block. If you're going to take him and make him this back to the basket guy. Um, Have you seen anything in terms of increased awareness for? passing acumen from him yet we have i mean he can pass it seems like they've been moving the ball around pretty well yeah and and these guys they've got a pretty good relationship i'm talking to the the team in general their their ability to move the ball back and forth between each other and and cut and and work for each other um has been readily apparent um i I don't think zach's a bad passer Mm -hmm. really i don't think the blazers have a bad passer among their picks I think Caleb's one of Caleb Swanigan's best attributes yeah, is his ability to pass. Um, and what people sleep on of, with Myers Leonard is Myers is a great passer. <laughs> like Myers is, is, a, is a fantastic passer. Um, call they call him Miles all night tonight. Yeah, God. On the broadcast. On. Be better, guys. Um, and Nurk. Nurk can pass the ball. Like he has a little flashes of, of a little baby Sabonis in him every now and then. He likes he likes to get a little flashy with some dump passes and some behind the backs and some little wraps. Uh, I like that. Um, Zach has a uh, has because he's he's tall and he's he's constantly working and and moving into position. I think he finds himself in a position to see over the defense um, when the defense isn't set because again because of his movement. Um, and that's where I think he's the best offensively is when he's on the move, uh, as opposed to, you know, any kind of isolation or straight post up or anything along those lines. Like his best opportunities have been on the, on the move on the catch, uh, going towards the rim. Um, whether that's facilitating off a, a quick dump off pass when the defense rotates or, um, popping out high off, you know, multiple actions. And then once the defense is reacting to the, the spacing, uh, getting it to the open guy. We saw a couple. Uh, he hit the one off the the baseline, the uh, pass to the cutting John Jenkins tonight, which which was a really, really nice play. Um, I, I don't think Collins is, um, you know, Bill Walton in the paint passing the ball, but I, I definitely don't think it's a skill that he lacks. Um, so so the, I got one more person I want to talk about after Zach, but for Zach – we can say high hopes is that he's Rashid Wallace. Reasonable expectations for him would be that he continues to show the ability to play defense. He continues, um, and he uh, masters one solid post move. 
and maybe just increases his ability to score in some other way as well. Yeah, g- give me something. If you're, if you're, if if what you're going to believe is that Lachey, I mean, we've already talked about what he does bring defense. Yeah, d- d- defensively, yeah. I, I'm I for anybody who wants to talk about you know what Zach Collins brings, his, he brings defense. Like that's that's mm-hmm. that's an unquestioned thing. But I, I think see a little more, see a little more offense. Yeah, I think people pin a lot of hopes to this offense burgeoning out of out of nowhere, and it just hasn't been there. So give me something that's going to be like, okay, that's your foundation of what you're going to build upon. Whether that's a post like when move, when Zach gets the ball right there, that's going to score exactly. Give me the, if it's that baseline jumper, you know that um, Chris Bosh did for for years. Uh, the ability is to step out and knock down a three. And yes, I just used an example of an all star player when talking about Zach Collins. It's for reference, folks. I'm call, I'm not calling him Chris Bosh, <laughs> but. Uh, Give me something, whether it's a post move, uh, a spot on the floor, or a consistency in, in, in a set jump shot on the pick and pop. Just give me something that goes, okay, here's where your your baseline is, and this is where we can kind of go going forward. Because as of right now, the projections for him offensively are kind of all over the place because there's nothing to really base it off of. And I think you can so say the same. Yeah, it. you can say the same thing for Caleb Swanigan. Like, what's mm-hmm. going to be the thing that allows you to get in the uh, on the floor? Because mm-hmm. as a big man right now, with the way the rotation is, either Myers or Swanigan is going to play some minutes. Either that or uh-huh. they're going to end up going really small at times. So, Well, Swanigan's rebounding is um, what I'm assuming is going to get him on the floor, especially next to Zach. Because, you know, if Zach is busy, I mean, I don't know. Here's the thing that I keep saying. <laughs> keep saying there's going to be a lot of people crashing into each other under the basket again. Yeah. <laughs> like, I felt like last year that they had worked through that. Like last year, our our tandems who were ever in the front court kind of had it all figured out. And, and from what I've seen at summer league, there's going to be a lot of crashing into each other under the basket, going for rebounds again. Yeah, your 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 hopes and dreams as far as uh, the the clean movement underneath is uh, that's that's probably gone. Yeah. Well, one last player I wanted to talk about is summer league Jake. Um, what do you think? Uh, Jake's role, Jake Layman's role could be on the team next season. So if summer league Jake is real, um, Mo Harkless is going to have his minutes significantly reduced <laughs> because the way Jake Layman uh, plays offense, I think plays exactly into Terry Stoss's hands. A guy that wants to cut a guy that willingly wants to take shots um, whether they be from the corner or coming off a curl, um, a guy who's comfortable being out there and not having the entire world revolve around him, but when the ball does come his way and it's drawn up for he's him, ready. he's ready, he takes the shot, and he makes it. Like, if Harkless can do that, Harkless will have a great year. That's what we've been saying for so long is that that position is so prime for anybody who is willing to uh-huh. do anything with consistency on the offensive end that it's it's like – Come on, guys, just just make it happen. Yeah, well, I mean, without without he no longer has Pat Connaughton playing those minutes as far as we know. Uh, So, you know, that opens up, you know, Pat was Pat was getting minutes. So I'm assuming that Jake is going to get the floor. But so what you're saying is that for, you know, for your high hopes for him is that he could be as good during the regular season as he's been during summer league and actually end up taking minutes away from Mo Harkless because he's, he's so effective. Yeah. If he's a 40% three point shooter, he's going to get minutes mm-hmm. like that. That's just the reality of it. And he's actually tall enough and long enough to where he could play some yeah. stretch four. 
Like, that's where you could see things going. And I think that's probably why the Blazers guaranteed his contract is they're not entirely sure what they want to do with that four position coming off the bench. And they may uh-huh. tinker with the idea of Jake Lehman at the four at times. Yeah. Well, they were, I mean, they've been not again, not that summer league is any indication, but they've been playing a, They've been having uh, center Jake Lehman a couple of times yeah. on there. Like, I think that's what we're going to name wow, this Jake podcast. The guy on the Summer League right is now. not any indication. <laughs> but yeah, but but in terms of being able to go small, especially if they have more consistent shooters this year, I guess that's a possibility. Yeah, there's there's no doubt about it. Well, I think we should wrap it up. And unless you have anybody else that you want to, any other observations you want to make about summer league things that you've seen? Um, Mo Bamba is great. Jaron Jackson Jr. is going to be really fun to watch in the matchup with the Blazers tomorrow. Um, ba, 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 ba. Zaire Smith is really fun. Uh, there's there's some guys in this class that I really 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 enjoy. They're um, kind of a low-key, fun draft uh-huh. class. Yeah, no. Everybody's like, oh, it's a bunch of bigs. They'll be boring. And I'm just out here like, eh. But big guys are, are the best. I know I'm in the minority Yeah, it was like that, there was but... so much focus on last year's draft class that mm-hmm. this year's class just kind of slipped in. And it's kind of like, oh, there's some there's some guys in this in this group that are pretty interesting and have some real good potential. Yeah, it's uh, it's something fun. That's, that's for sure. Um what the heck else? There was somebody else in there that I can't remember what I was talking about the other day. But, yeah, I'll just revert back to my, my standard line of uh, come join me on Mo Bamba Island because it's really fun. Um, other than that, yeah. I, I, I don't I'm, know. It sounds been, like Wade Baldwin Island is uh, is a place that you're going to thinking about occupying as oh, well. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, no. That's, Only you're not going to be alone. It's a, yeah, that's, that's, gonna, that's the thing. is, I are going to come join you. I actually planted the flag when, like, the lava was rising under the water on Bomba Island two years ago. So, like, I'm, yes. I'm, I'm, the, I'm the original investor in Bomba stock. Um, yes. So. Um, you can enjoy him from afar. He, he's, he's my non-Blazer guy that I'm, I'm obviously really interested in. He's, he's my Donovan Mitchell this year. So. Does that mean that we can move on from Donovan Mitchell? We can never move on from Donovan Mitchell. That's that's <laughs> that's never going to be a thing. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I I am genuinely happy with where the summer league guys are sitting for the most part, and, and um, pleasantly surprised with with a lot of the revelations um, that I've seen for for the things that I'm watching for at least, uh, particularly with Simons, like. The, his ability to shoot. Like when you pick somebody in, in the first round who doesn't really have a long track record and you're just looking for something and that one, something is like, Ooh, shiny. That's nice. Like that's, that's kind of how I feel with Simon's like there's, there's a skill set there where I can go. Yeah, no, that's, that's a bankable skill set. That, that's something I can get behind. Let's see what happens to it in a couple of years. This warms my heart so much. You said happy, and you said some other good, positive words. I think we need to just end it right here, and we need to stop on a high note because we're going to go out and we're going to just think good things for the next week, and the Blazers are going to go to the championship, and it's going to be amazing. Oh, uh, yep. Summer league. Yeah, we will have a, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll roll out the uh, the 2018 Blazers Summer League Championship uh, flags and banners. We'll get our banners. Yep. We'll get our banners. We'll get our T-shirts made. Well, <laughs> Blazer five gamers didn't do it this weekend. I don't want to talk about that. I'm so mad about that. Yeah, you you built the hype up and then they they dropped it. 
I know. I got all these people to watching him, and then they like lost in the first round or in the elimin- first elimination round of the tournament this weekend. I don't know what's going on. They're playing. They're staying up too late playing video games. I keep telling them not to do that. Get a good night's sleep, hydrate, and then they show up, and it's I don't know what's going on with them. But our Blazers down in summer league, our summer league Blazers are looking good. Um, I will. I can be found. I'm gonna take us out of here. I can be found at TCB Bigs on Twitter. Dan, why don't you finish up? Oh, so I'm taking us out of here. Okay, perfect. <laughs> Thank you, Tara. You can find me on Twitter at DMarang, at D-M-A-R-A-N-G, on Blizzard's Outsiders on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 7 p.m. all summer long. Uh, Just a quick shout-out and thank you to everybody that came out to the Portland Pickles Dill City Blazers crossover night, uh, Thursday night. Tara, you were there. Uh, It was a really cool time. I got the chance to talk to a few people there. It was 100 degrees in the field, and it was really hot, and I was sweating profusely on TV, so... um, but it was really cool because I got a chance to throw out the first pitch and I actually made it over the plate without making a fool of myself. So that was that was the highlight of, uh, of that day for me. We've got some other cool stuff planned coming forward for the rest of the summer and then going into the year. Can't reveal it yet, um, but uh, really hope to see you guys around for those things when I do announce them. Um, quick reminder for the podcast, make sure you download, like, subscribe, rate, review, undo it all, do it again, take advantage of the system because that's how we do things here. Uh, for Terrible and Biggs, I'm Dan Morang. Uh, we'll catch everybody next week. Remember, you can find us on iTunes, on Stitcher, Almighty Bowler Radio Podcast Network, anywhere else for your podcast needs. We'll go ahead and catch you next time, folks. Take care. Okay. I'm so excited that you're, like, feeling good about at least the Summer League guys. <laughs>